you confused me. <laughs> I was like, what, man? Are we on? Or are I didn't we even on? do anything. I don't know what you're talking about. You don't do anything. You don't know what I I'm talking about. I didn't even do anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Did you know that was always the one thing that always bugged me about parents and teachers, right? What? You're all like, I don't do anything. Or like, uh, <laughs> that's when the you point say, like, yeah, yeah. Like, it wasn't me. I didn't do anything. That's it. You're not doing nothing. <laughs> That's stupid. That's not what I meant. Stop. Stop doing that. Stop playing mind games You're with like, me. Stop playing mind games with me. Yeah. You evil temptress. <laughs> you evil temptress. It never failed. It was always like, I, I didn't do anything. That's it. You don't do anything. That's the problem. Yeah. No, that's not the problem. The problem is the I prob- said a curse word in class. <laughs> and then tried to say, that, tried I didn't to do say that I didn't do it. Okay. That's the problem. I was doing something. Can you at least tell me what I did? Can you at least tell me what I did? I know you're mad and it is because of something that I did. But if you can't pinpoint it, then you don't have the right then to be mad. Then you don't have the right. Dude, my mom would be pissed. Because I used to, because, uh, and this actually started when I was already in high school. She'd be yeah. mad at me, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, because you woke up or I what? Mean, no, yeah. I was like, hey, mom, I'm awake. Ah! Go back to sleep. And I was like, no, nah, but like, I'm not tired though. And she's like, no, nah, I don't care. But anyways, All right. I would get her upset even more than what she was already upset because oh, sure. because the stuff I would say. So like, if she would be mad, she's like, oh, like, oh my gosh, you get me so angry. I was like, I don't get you. You decide to get angry. Oh, no, dude. That's not me. Like, I don't tell you to get mad. You get yourself mad. That's true. Uh, you could easily come in this situation and not be upset, you but you peaceful. decide to be you upset. Be a, you could be a peace bearer. Yeah, you could be a peace you bearer. Could, you could bring joy into this situation of, you, of, of trial and, and tribulation, but you decided. You decided to widen your eyes and yell at me. You wa- you walked in bitterness and darkness to come in here, dude. Sorry, Ma. I, I, I didn't tell you to be that way. I didn't tell you to do the things that you do to be upset at me. Meanwhile, you the church is on fire across the <laughs> <laughs> All that being said, the church is burning down. <laughs> Mom, you're over here mad at me, and the church is. <laughs> what are you doing, yelling at me for, girl? Can't you see the church is on fire? Uh, now it's almost burned to a crisp because whole, you're over here choosing to get mad at me. Time. You're going to be calling the fire department this whole time. All this whole time, the fire department could have been called, but because you. <laughs> Decided to get mad. I didn't make you mad. You no, chose. You chose. You chose that emotion to you be angry. You decided to walk in anger. You- <laughs> <laughs> Claudia doesn't listen to this. Does she? she actually does. <laughs> the other day. <laughs> the other day, she uh, she messaged me. Dude, her, she's like, Flacco, I can't believe you told that story." <laughs> but she goes, "She's like, she's like." Really, Flacco? And I was like, what? And she's all like, I feed you crumbs. (laughs) (laughs) That's what she's mad about? (laughs) (sighs) Apparently, yeah. Dude, I know that if Linda could hear it, she would definitely listen to. Oh, yeah, you know what? I don't doubt that that Linda would. But, I mean, no, mom for sure hears it. So (laughs) she's uh, not the number one fan, but she does listen every now and then. Okay. But, yeah, like, I, I think she caught last week's, and so that's oh, okay. what she texted me. She was like, <laughs> really, really, I fed, really, I fed you crumbs. And I was like, yeah, yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did, Mom. <laughs> and I was grateful for everyone. I'm all them. skin and bones now. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who know me, I'm not skin and bones. <laughs> I am I'm uh, morbidly obese. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> according, oh okay, God. look, okay. No, not even according straight. to BMI either, dude. According to the charts, okay, I am morbidly no, obese. No, you're not. Yes, dude. <laughs> I weigh, what is it? 
I'm five eight and I'm supposed to be. I'm five eight five. Uh, you know, we'll just go five nine. Yeah, but you're supposed like according to the BMI chart, I'm supposed to weigh like 198 pounds. I'm six foot four. That's the stupidest chart in, in the history of the world. I wish I weighed. Make your dumb point. Anyways, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I mean, you knew I was gonna make it. So, uh, so according to that chart, at five nine, I'm supposed to weigh like 140, 150, right? That's way too skinny. That's perfect. No, it's not. Yes, dude, I wish I was. You would fly away with the wind, bro. Please, Lord. Please. <laughs> no, anyways. Um, and um, what? Um, so if we're going, uh, let's just say uh, 150, right? Okay. That's the number there, okay? Right. If I'm supposed to be weighing 150 at 5'9", and I weigh about close, let, let's say I weigh close, okay, let, let's just say 200 pounds. You don't weigh no 200 pounds. Last time I think it was pretty close. It was like between uh, 195 and 200. No, nah, dude. Yeah, it was for sure between 195 and 200. So if we're going there, I'm 40 pounds heavy for sure. But that doesn't 40 make you, to 50 that pounds heavier. Morbidly and obese. I'm in the category of morbidly obese. You're not in the category of morbidly obese. I could die at any moment. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, because I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> no. Nah, choke dude. you to death right now, dude. Dude, you swear? You swear to me? No, dude. What is it? What's that? Uh, you swear on your mother's life. You didn't touch my drums. <laughs> F you, Brennan. I know you touched my drum set. Because <laughs> the drum set, because uh, the lipstick has a chip in it. Uh, Good so movie. I've got two. St- oh, goodness. Two stories about people uh, you got pulling, a, pulling a sneaky on me. Hey, let's go. So I've got a friend. Well, he's more of an acquaintance than a friend. I know him. Okay. I don't think he would remember me if he came across me. Okay. I was about to say, does he listen to this podcast? For no, sure? not for sure he doesn't. Okay, but good. Uh, yeah. he's the, he's currently the photo editor for Vice President Pence. Hey. Um, and so he was like making this big announcement on Facebook Live today. Yeah. <laughs> he's like uh, telling this whole story about how he got into political photography and stuff. And then... Uh, and he's like, all right, it's announcement time. Uh, Kanye West has asked me to be his campaign manager. And like, said his, <laughs> <laughs> he said it so dead straight. Like, <laughs> bro, I was like, are you serious? He's like, no, just kidding. <laughs> he got all of us, bro. Well, because the thing that's funny is like, he knows people like, he knows Candace Owens and he knows Charlie Kirk and people that like know Kanye. Yeah. So he could. Theoretically, I mean, yeah. have run across Kanye at some point. Yeah. So, like, I was like, oh, man, you pulled a sneaky on me, Jonathan. But anyway, so yesterday, I'm hanging out, and I get a text message from a number that I don't have in my phone. It says, bro, you were ministering to me while I was playing Mortal Kombat last night. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, just kind of a funny combination. And I was like. Snap, dude. I don't have this phone number saved. <laughs> so I was like, oh man, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell him that I don't have the phone number saved until I charge you just my hate that, dude? until I charge my old phone yeah. to make sure that I also don't have it in that phone. Because yeah. there are some contacts when I got my new phone that didn't switch over for some reason. And so I was like, all right, here we go. Who is listening to this podcast that I know listens to it, but I don't have their phone number for? And then anyway, uh so um, it takes like 30 minutes for that phone to get a charge enough to turn on for me to check my contacts. And I'm like, yeah. I don't have that phone number. Yeah. So, uh, I was like, 
bro, I don't have this phone number saved. He's like, wow, bro. <laughs> it's Tommy. And I was like, Tommy? There's this dude named Tommy Russell Okay. Uh, that I met through Matt Shields and Corey, okay. Corey White um, at Tech. He was one of their roommates. Okay. Um, and so I was like, Tommy Russell listens to our podcast <laughs> <laughs> while playing Mortal Kombat? <laughs> I was like, Tommy Russell? He was like, yeah, bro. <laughs> I was like, that's crazy. Where are you living now? He's like, Lubbock, <laughs> which is where I met Tommy Russell. Yeah. And I was like, oh, snap. That's crazy. Long time, like long time, no talk or something like that. And I said, blast from the past. And he was like, I know, right? <laughs> so he kept it going for like 10 minutes. And then Elijah Garcia sent me a, t- a picture of his face. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you're the worst, bro. So shout out Elijah. Yeah, but then I kept telling him that he was going because he's going to a uh, an internship in Nebraska. Okay, and uh, he was up there like two weeks ago, like helping with a kids camp. Yeah, and uh, I was like, "How was Kansas, bro?" <laughs> <laughs> Legitimately forgetting that he was in Nebraska, and he's like, "Wow, dude, it was in Nebraska." And I was like, "Oh, my bad." Uh, and then for the rest of our conversation, I was like. I mean, I also wanted to say Missouri. And then he was like, you don't listen, dude. And I was like, no, I do. But how's Wisconsin? <laughs> South Dakota. <laughs> so we're not on speaking terms now. Oh. Just kidding. I was like, that's a horrible <laughs> turn to the story, dude. Uh, hashtag, the story is forget uh, where people were from or went to. And uh, Jeff, will, you and Jeff will never speak again. <laughs> It's it's a mutual understanding. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. I love you, Elijah. (laughs) You're my boy, Blue. You're my boy, Blue. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, Your boy, Luca. Oh, yeah. Did you see his stats today? I did not, but I heard he had a sick game. He's the youngest player in league history to have a 30, like a 30-point, 20-rebound triple-double. I for the go. It was like 34 21 and 12 or but something like that. What was like the that? score? 253 <laughs> to 345? <laughs> nah, dude. It was way lower than that for sure. <laughs> he did it against the Kings. Oh, well, it's, uh, it's the Kings. I There's mean, only one king, brother. His name's Jesus Christ. And his Christ. name is Jesus Christ. King of kings and the Lord of lords. Seated upon all the heavenly places. <laughs> Crowned in, there. crowned in glory and honor stop there. with all of his magistrates on high. Every single one of his magistrates. Every all last one of that's ever existed. All 53 of his magistrates <laughs> seated in heavenly realms of glory, wrapped in all that he is, glowing with the glue of truth. It was 114 to 110. Okay. Close enough. Yeah. Well, the Mavs are in the playoffs. They, so they are. Somebody, are somebody the, clinched it for them because they dropped the first two games. To, as are the Lockers. <laughs> the for Lockers. Sure. They the won Lockers. the number one seed last night because Anthony Davis had like 42 points. Mm, and, uh, that is true. Dude, I, this was the first game that I've watched the Jazz play all year. And uh, <clears throat> why can't I remember? Is it the point guard that came from uh, Memphis? Conley. Conley, yeah. Bro, he is dog dookie. Oh, yeah? He's not good anymore. Well, he was good in like 14 and 15 for yeah, sure. Yeah, when, when he made Grizzlies 600 were... gajillion dollars or whatever. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, <sighs> he took, I watched like most of the second half, and he took like 15 shots and didn't make a single one of them. Mm. He's ter- It was terrible. Well, that's it how it was the bad. other night, like with, uh, not with the Conley, but with the Lakers. Oh, yeah. They were missing everything. But that's how the first of that jazz game started. 
They were yeah. missing everything under the sun. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the second half, it just got turned up. The brow started uh, the cooking, brow bro. started cooking. He was for cooking sure. from the outside, too, man. Dude. He made a bunch of three-pointers last night. Dude. It's crazy to see how the games evolved with the big men from like yeah. just being down low and for sure Shaq Diesel to Shaq Diesel to straight up let me just score fifty three threes right let here. Let me just go ahead. <laughs> let me just drop fifty three. Let me just threes drop on one hundred ninety seven points on you. You know what? Let me be <laughs> six uh, six nine. All right. Oh, he's like seven foot tall. Okay. Well, let I me thought. be. I don't know. I'm just throwing a. I'm pretty tall sure he's, a, he's a seven footer. Look, let me be seven five. Oh, okay, that's too tall. But. Yeah, that's too tall. It's fine though. It's whatever. It's my scenario, not yours. <laughs> <laughs> let me be seven five real quick, and be fifty three percent from the three point line. He's he's not fifty three percent. No, he's not thirty four, which is pretty good anyway. Yeah. It's almost league average. Yeah. <laughs> you know who used to shoot three pointers all the time? That was super tall. Not oh. you. No, oh. I'm not talking oh, about whoops. you. Sorry. I'm talking about NBA players. Oh, okay. Who's like seven eight, seven six? Are you talking about uh, Zadrius Ogaskis, dude? No, Zadrius Ogaskis wasn't that tall, but he did shoot three pointers. Yeah. Are you talking about Bill Lambier, bro? Zadrius Ogaskis. No, he didn't shoot three pointers. Uh, he you, took a few threes, though. Z- Ziggy did? Who? Zadrius Ogaskis? Yeah, he took a few threes. When he played with LeBron? Uh huh. He wasn't okay. real known for them, but like whenever, like, you know, sometimes big guys like to stand at the three yeah. for some reason. He'll take one every once in a while. Yeah, well. he'll just take one every once in a while. No, these were designed three pointers. Yeah. And he was like seven foot seven or something like that. Manute Bowl, bro. <laughs> I don't know who that is. You don't know who Manute Bowl is? No. Wow, man, you need to scrub up on your 90s basketball history, dude. Real hard, though. With all my guts in life. He played for, I think he played for the Hawks and the uh, Bullets when they were still the Bullets and not the Wizards. Which is kind of funny that they named their like their team mascot was the Bullets because they were in D.C. and there's so many shootings there. <laughs> they were matching the... And then they're like, no, we got to change that name. They're... But the shootings Wait, didn't so stop. people in Washington sounded like Texans, dude? Anybody that wants... <laughs> Anybody wants to do anything that's ridiculous that sounds like they're from Texas, dude? You know this? Yeah, that's true. You've talked to me before. People, people get mad. <laughs> Or not mad, um, but hold that thought. But people get, uh, um, people are all like, because um, I do for every female that I that I imitate, it's it's the same Mexican girl's voice. Yeah, the super high pitched Mexican yeah, girl. Yeah, the super high pitched Mexican girl. But apparently, it sounds like my mom. And so some people would be uh. like, and so some people were like, I don't sound like that. Why do I sound like your mom? Or why do I sound like that? Or why do you make me always sound like a like a Mexican girl? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Like, don't sound like a Mexican girl. Don't, don't sound like a Mexican girl. And I won't talk to you like one. <laughs> or my favorite thing to do is like sometimes when I'm picking on Alex, right? Okay, so like Saturday we were helping Day a move. Yeah. Keep that thought. We'll be back to your basketball. All right. Uh, we were we were helping Day a move. Well, I had done something to Alex's shoulder. I either I rammed it with mine or I did something to him. And then he goes, "Ow, my shoulder!" And I was like, "We well, don't have a shoulder, you idiot." <laughs> <laughs> It's your fault, dude. <laughs> it's your fault for having a shoulder. I didn't tell you to have a shoulder, you dummy. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Boban Marjanovic. Or what was the big guy's name? Manute Bol. Manute Bol. There you go. Boban Bol- Marjanovic. Bogdan Marjanovic? Yeah, Bogdan Marjanovic, bro. <laughs> Kwame Brown. Kwame. <laughs> Kwame Brown. Uh, you talking about Boban? No, no, no. I'm talking about the guy you're talking about. Isn't Boban on to your go team back now? Into, yeah. But I'm talking about the guy you're talking about to get back into basketball. Manute Bowl. About three-point shooting. Yeah, he was like seven, six and shot three-pointers. And he was like, 
the skinniest person that's ever existed in the history of the world. It's not true. I'm standing right in front of you. Uh, you're sitting, first of all, and you just said you were morbidly obese 10 minutes ago. <laughs> Dig it. <laughs> yes, that is true. So I'm the first morbidly obese person that's sitting in front of you right now. That's not true either. Why? I've sat across from morbidly obese, <laughs> obese people before, for sure. <laughs> I grew up in America, dude. <laughs> did you notice? Okay, so when you went to your trip, did you notice the different diet, like uh, not dynamics, but like the different? Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, the different. I'll just say differences within. The American airports. The different differences. No, no, no. Just forget the word different, and we'll just say differences. Between the American right. airports. The different differences. And shut up. <laughs> the, the American airports and the European ones. The European ones? Yeah. Did you notice the the contrast, I guess, there? Like how much better? Okay, like in the sense of, besides being better, but like in the sense of like in, in uh, U.S. airports, it's nothing. It's nothing but fast food joints and just oh, like yeah. all kinds of coffees and whatnot. Yeah. And then in Europeans, one chocolate, jewelry, whiskey. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's <laughs> the duty free. That, yeah, that's the duty free because you can buy that crap tax free and then take it with you wherever you go. Yeah. There's like there. There's a cigar shop in the Paris airport. Yeah, yeah, and a cigar <laughs> shop. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, clothes shopping is just like Cuban cigars may or may not have come across. The, hey, let's the go. Atlantic. Uh, back with us. Come on. Not with me, but with someone else. Someone anyway, else. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, I think it has something to do with, I don't know if it's like just tur tourism or the fact that some of that stuff is cheaper to buy in an airport and bring back with you because it's not taxed, um, the way that it would be in America. But I also have literally no clue what I'm talking about. So, well, you know what? All I know is that America's all about eating and food. Yes. And Europeans are all about smoking, drinking, eating chocolate. Yeah. And buying jewelry. And buying jewelry. That's why they're hot. Okay. I'll tell you why. <laughs> so it's a weird thing to say. <laughs> but there was okay. So we were waiting. Uh, we were waiting uh, for our connecting flight. Or no, in Houston, we were waiting for our flight to Paris, right? And we had seen, or not. We, but me. Me had seen. Me had seen, because I am a very observant person. So me had seen. For sure. Oh, shut up. <laughs> me had seen um, um, the flight attendants that were going to be oh, yeah. on our plane with us, right? Some, some good looking dudes. Yeah. Some good looking dudes. Okay. Like they fresh, like, like their beards weren't long and scruffled and disgusting. It was nice. It nicely was like groomed. nicely groomed. Yeah, like they just had this like, like swagger to them. I don't know yeah. what it was, man. It was it was insane. Like I wanted to be them. Uh, like I know you know pastors and preachers are like, don't compare. Nah, screw that. <laughs> that guy, that guy looks like a gem. Well, then grow a beard better, dude. If, I can't, dude. I can't. Okay, that's that's been my goal my entire life is to grow a beard. If I could grow a beard, then I would be set. Look. If I could grow a beard and be at least six or six one, I'd be set with life. Yeah, well, you're gonna have to find some other things to fill that void in your heart. Yeah, for sure, dude. Because I'm a midget <laughs> with a Hitler stash for sure. So let's just let's just call a spade a spade I mean, here. You're you know not lying, saying? dude. You're not. You're not lying. The uh, 
No, did, did you have to fly any air like African airlines at all? Yeah. You did? Uh we did the uh Well, yeah, from Paris to to uh Ouagadougou. But like you were on an actual African airline or were you on Air France still? Oh no, Air France still never. Yeah, mind. no, so so before my trip, the day before we were supposed to leave, all beat, of our all of our flights got canceled. Beat four. Beat four. All of our flights got canceled because the pilots from Air France were on strike. That's right. And so David's uh, like travel agent had to reroute and like find connecting flight. All this crazy stuff. So yeah, instead of going from Amarillo to Houston to Paris to Ouagadougou. We went from Amarillo to Houston to Atlanta to New York to Ghana to Wogaduke. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, flying out of JFK was crazy. Oh, yeah? Because, like, they, I don't know if we were on, like, a flight that didn't have pre-boarded, like, pre-set boarding. No, we did. We had assigned seats on the plane. Okay. But it was, like, whoever got in line first was in line first. Okay. So first come first serve. I get it's not the way it's supposed to be, but that's the way that the Ghanaians made it happen. Okay. So, and they all had like MacBook pros and like all this like crazy electronics were coming back from New York city with them. And they were like, we got to get on the flight to put our things away Yeah. because there's limited storage on the plane. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that was wild. But then we land in Ghana and we get off the flight they check us for um, for fevers because mm-hmm. that was during the Ebola pandemic. Yeah, the Ebola cereal. Yep. Yeah. Boom, got them. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> if you didn't say it, I was going to. <laughs> I uh, mean, I had to. And so we get off the flight. We go inside. They take our passports and then just disappear for a while. <laughs> <laughs> we've, got, we've only got like an hour before our next flight is supposed to leave. Yeah. Well, I think it was actually two hours, but they still took our passports and walked away for like multiple minutes. Yeah. Like they took them and then like disappeared across the, the, the entryway or whatever. And yeah. then like, we're looking at stuff and, and checking other things. And then we finally found somebody like, Hey, they took our passports and we need to make a connecting flight. Can we yeah. get our stuff back? And then they get it to us. And then this woman named Grace hey. uh, or Faith, one of the two. I mean, uh, it takes both to serve the that's Lord. That's true. Praise him. <laughs> And all of us magistrates. And uh, so she's like, oh, come with me, come with me, come with me. And she's like booking it through this airport, leading yeah. us to where we were supposed to go. And I was like, this is awesome. To this your death trap, yeah. Lady's taking, no, we didn't, no, it wasn't a death trap. Oh. She was being a very good stewardess or flight attendant or whatever she was. It's the same thing. Potato, it is the same tomato. Thing, but anyway, they yeah. don't, apparently they don't like being called steward, stewardesses anymore. So I don't know. Anyway, we get to the, the thing and then we fly like Ethiopian air or something like that from Ghana to Ouagadougou. Mm-hmm. And it's only like an, an hour long flight, but you know how on like American airlines or, um, even international flights like Paris, like air France had them too, like the sky mall magazines or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you can look through and find what you want to buy. Yeah. Not in Africa. <laughs> They've got carts with all that stuff. In hey, it. let's go boy. <laughs> and so this dude, like this lady's just walking this cart down the aisle with like $40,000 watches and stuff in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm watching these dudes buy watches and earrings and stuff on this flight. And I'm like, you're wasting your money, dude. It's way too expensive for sure. You should wait till you get on the land. Uh, on the land. You should on wait till we land so that they can you can barter with somebody. Yeah. No, yeah. But for sure, 
Uh, Wasn't it you that said that story about the plane almost falling apart? Oh, that was Cade. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, he had a real sketchy return from where he was at in the, uh, in the bush. Yeah. And like, they fly in on this little, this little prop plane, basically. I don't think it was a prop plane, but it was a really small, like maybe six or eight seater plane. Yeah. And then they, uh, they're waiting at the airport for another plane and he was looking out and there's like crashed planes on the tar like on the runway like yeah. off to the side of the runway yeah and david just looked up and saw it and he was like is that our plane and kate's like oh, i hope not <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no uh i guess they were hitting lots and lots of turbulence there was like a sandstorm or something like that going on yeah and so it was it was real sketchy getting back to the capital city of i don't know if he was in burkina or if he was in Mali? Mm-hmm. I don't know what country he was in. Maybe, oh, he was in Niger. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway. It's crazy because, like, each trip, we spent time talking to each other about it. Yeah. Multiple, multiple hours, and I still don't remember, <laughs> like, anybody's experiences. And you remember yours? For sure. You got bit on the butt by a bat. No, I said I had a bat graze my ankle as I was about to <laughs> drop a nice little nifty dump. Yeah, he bit you on the butthole and then you... <laughs> no, 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 no. All right. It's out in the open now, okay? I brought a bowl of cereal to America. <laughs> but, I mean, like, no, like, dude, like, flying that way because the... The first time I had flown was from 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 Amarillo to Dallas, and that was like a oh, was 45 four, minute, 45 flight, minute yeah. flight, yeah. And but it was with I think Southwest, mm-hmm. and I was there like I took in that to go visit my cousins at the. I mean, they're still my cousins, not my cousins at the time. <laughs> my cousins at the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, remember God made you special. He loves you very much. <laughs> Goodbye. But. Um, he hates you, Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, technically, it was his his uh, uh um his little brother Abram. Oh, okay. And and my cousin Kevin. All right. Um. So you weren't even there to see Isaac. Well, technically, Isaac was uh, doing his own thing. Oh, okay. But anyways, we were uh, I might have gone to stop by to go over there, cause uh, cause Kevin, um, cause yeah, cause Kevin had asked my mom or his mom to call my mom. So that way, if I could go over there for a few weeks, and mom was like, yeah, we're going to be down there anyways. Just go ahead and go before we go down there. You can hang out with your cousins, and then, you know, we'll go pick you up. And nice. Then, you know, we'll, we'll do our little mini vacation ourselves. So, cool. So, that's how it happened. But anyways, yeah, like, doing that. So, like, I've been on Southwest. I've been on American Airlines from Amarillo to Houston, right? Uh, it was cool going through Air France. Yeah. And, like... There was like, like I'd mess with the computers in front of me because you could see movies mm-hmm. or like you could do stuff like that. But the headphones suck. Yeah, they do. They were not loud at all. And you could hear people snoring, coughing, For sneezing, sure. like throwing up their entire lives in the, <laughs> the restroom for sure. So like you could hear all that stuff. And then like you could hear uh, David snoring up a storm too, oh my gosh, like right dude. next to you. Yeah. And then like... It was like, and then waking up in the morning and singing at the top of his lungs yeah, yeah, before anybody's sure. awake. For sure, but not, but not, uh, but not, not on the plane for sure. But when we got there, yeah. Uh, um, but he would like, you could. It was so cool because you could change the camera 
or the computer in front of you, you can change it to see a map exactly yeah. where you're flying over. Dude, like we flew over Boston. We flew over New York. It was cool to like kind of see those things yeah. down low. It was pretty fun. Yeah. It was pretty fun. The then food did was you trash. look over the uh, Atlantic Ocean and see the ocean? Yeah, no. I was like, hey, look, what's that? And then, and, you know, there was bodies of water for sure. <laughs> bodies of water. And so I was like, <laughs> but like um, to be on an international flight was pretty cool because cause you only see it in movies. Yeah. And so like when you first walk in, you see first class and then you see a middle and then you see lower. Mm-hmm. Naturally, we were in the lower. For sure. So- it was just kind of cool to see how it, like, it's actually how it is in movies, right? And, uh, yeah. No, like, uh, my perspective of, because of, you know how, like, when you're younger, right? And, like, I'm talking about, like, junior high to high school. Yeah. I can sleep anywhere, boy. I can sleep wherever I stand. I, I can sleep if I'm standing there, boy. <laughs> no, it's the dumbest thing you could ever think of as you get older. You cannot sleep sitting sitting straight up. You cannot sleep sitting straight up. No, I Dude. just couldn't do it. I could not sleep. I'd wake up every like two, two, three hours, maybe every hour, and just like everybody was still out, or some people were watching movies, or like yeah. it was just insane, dude. No, nope, the two do it. the two worst experiences of my life with sleep were flying to Africa and flying home from Africa. <laughs> <laughs> dude, yes, it was garbage, bro. Dude, grade A, man. Dude, and then we got on our uh, our flight from Houston to Amarillo. Yeah. And they were like, oh, we're now going to offer drink services. I was like, sweet, I'm going to get a cranberry juice and just like crush it real fast. Cranberry and vodka? No, just cranberry. Okay. And uh, I don't know why I was drinking cranberry juice on that trip, but anyway. Because you wanted to poop real hard? I guess. I don't know. Oh, sorry. No, that's prune juice. Yeah, prune juice. But anyway, like I saw them coming to take the orders and then we were landing in Amarillo. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I slept hard, bro. I didn't sleep for like, I don't know, 28 or 29 hours and then got on a 45-minute f- flight from Houston to Amarillo. Dude, that's no, how... No, it was like an hour and a half, I guess, from Houston to Amarillo or something like that. But dude, anyway. that's how it was on the way there. Like, on the way there, like... Uh, and I've shared this before, right? Uh, we land in Paris, um, technically Sunday morning, which is still kind of like Sunday night here or whatever. Yeah, I yeah, can't yeah. remember the difference. But anyways. It would have been Monday night here. Okay, so Monday night or, here. No, no, no. Sorry. Saturday night here, Sunday morning there. Okay, so then we were there like Sunday morning. I call mom and dad and they're like, hey, Miko. And I'm like, my, dude, my lazy eye is completely dude, shut. Yeah. Dude, like my eyelid is gone. Forever. Yeah, closed forever, bro. <laughs> and I'm like, hello? Yeah. Hey, mom. What's wrong with your eye? What's wrong you, with your eye? How about how that? Do you know what's wrong? How do you see my eye right now? Wait, what? What's going on though? I'm I can't see my own eye. I'm 46 miles away from you. How can least. you see my eye if I can't even see my own <laughs> eye, mom? And then when we got back, the same thing happened. Like, like it felt good to be like in U.S. soil. Like oh I don't know if you God. felt that, <laughs> bro. When we landed in when we landed in Texas, dude, it I felt was like, so good to be home. <laughs> It felt so good to be home when we landed in Texas. I was like, this, this feels right. Like, I feel like I'm supposed to be here. Uh, but, like, dude, it was just, like, got worse. And then when we got to Amarillo, yeah. like, oh, my gosh. Like, my my entire body is shut down. Like, I, I was dude. just so exhausted, so tired. And then I think that same night, you or Wayne texted me. You're like, hey, uh, so you're sharing your story tomorrow. Yeah, that would have been Wayne. I wouldn't have made you do that. I was like, oh, okay. All right, sounds good. So I had to be up early to share the story, the story of the Lord Jesus Christ and the birth yeah. of Lord Baby Jesus <laughs> with all of you. <laughs> but that is one thing. Uh, I wish that I would have been able to have another week between, like just have that Sunday when I got home to not get up and, and talk about the trip that I just got off of the night before. Yeah. <laughs> but then I, like we landed and then I had to drive home. 
from David's house. I was like, dude, this is not safe, bro. Yeah. I'm the tiredest I've ever been in my entire dude, life. Dude, you should have told me, dude, I would have gone and picked you up. Well, but my car was there and and everything. You're so. my car and you're there. How about that? Go. Um, all right. <laughs> no, dude, like. That's one That's one opinion for sure. There it is right there. I got him. You know what the craziest thing is? I remember what was going on, like, on my phone when we were landing in Texas. Yeah? Because it was the first time that I had real cell service in two weeks. Okay. <clears throat> And so, like, you know how they tell you don't turn your cell phones on until we've landed, blah, 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 blah. Dude, yeah. I was turning – I turned it on on the descent, bro. Dude, forget <laughs> that. Yeah. No. And uh, and I used to have uh, Texas Tech football scores text message to me, like scoring plays and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. they were playing Baylor that day. Gay, gay, and, gay, And uh, it was like – You mean Gaylor? Gaylor. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Excuse me to any Baylor fans. I just like making fun I of I have things. a teat. Can you milk me? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh okay keep going with your awesomeness please anyway so i'm getting this string of text messages and it's like texas tech scored texas tech scored texas tech scored baylor 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 baylor, baylor. Like, <laughs> i was like oh sweet oh sweet oh 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 no 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 <laughs> and they wound up losing the, yeah. the game so like i was real 67 to bummed, three bummed about no it was closer than that oh, okay but Anyway, and then I had a giant double cheeseburger with a giant chocolate shake from that that burger place that David loves so much in the Houston airport. Yeah. It was the bomb. Yeah, dude. He was all like, you know what? Uh, There's a – because I told him, I was like, it's going to be good to have a Whataburger. He goes, he's like, I know you want that, but I got something better. I said, hey, let's go. So we went there, which it was good, but I still wanted my patty melt. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, And then we just went to go nap. But still, like I said, I couldn't nap. I could not nap. I don't know. Like, dude, like, I had the luxury of having my family pick me up. Yeah. So, like, I mean, the first person, like, um, so, like, I see my brothers. I see, you know, my sister-in-law, the kids, you know. Um, I see my tia. Um, I see everybody. Yeah. And, uh, and, but the first person that, like, bulldozes everybody to get out of the way, right? Bulldozes everybody to get out of the way. Is my mother. Of course. Right? Because <clears throat> the whole scare thing and everything that happened, oh, you know, yeah. David Tim talking to her over the phone about what's going on. So with everything that happened, like, as soon as she sees me, uh, like, she was crying before, uh, before <laughs> she saw me. Or, like, before, because, I mean, I noticed when my mom cries, or, like, when she cries, but, I mean, you can tell when anybody cries. If you <laughs> if you show up and your entire red is face and your eyes are swollen. Wait, what? You've been crying. What did you just say? If your entire red is swollen. <laughs> Wait, what? Did I say that? Oh. <laughs> you said... You said... <laughs> well, you said if your entire red is face and your eyes are swollen. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, remember, God made you special and he loves you very much. Goodbye. When your entire face is red and right. your eyes are swollen. So she was weeping when... <laughs> she was weeping landing. before I ever got there, right? And so, like, I show up, I turn the corner, and... Um, see my family. First person that sees me is mom. Books it. I've never seen her run this fast. Nice, Books dude. it. Runs. Hugs me, crying, 
crying. Mm-hmm. Flacco. <laughs> just like crying. And I'm like, hey, ma, you know, I'm trying not, I'm sitting there, you know, with like, like, you know, you're good. And then when your parents start and crying, you're, you're trying like, not uh, to cry. <laughs> <laughs> and you're trying not to cry, you know, and you're sitting there, you're like, <laughs> and so, you know, finally, you know, we're done with our tears. Mom is hugging David. Thank you. Thank you for bringing him home. Thank you for saving uh, my baby. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> right. Just crying. Right. And then uh, take a picture with the boys. That's where that's where that picture of like me, Alex, Dea, and John and Drew. And mm-hmm. Drew's at the end flexing his yeah. muscles. And I'm like malnourished and dead for sure. Because <laughs> you just got over. Because uh, I just got over. Uh, uh, malaria. Malaria. I was going to say COVID. I was like, no, nah, that was before COVID. <laughs> no, nah, bro. This is before COVID-19. That's where you got malaria from, that bat biting you on the butt, dude. COVID-19. <laughs> I blow the wind of God. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. There was, oh. oh COVID-19. We COVID-19. <laughs> there was, when we were, oh. Uh, when we were doing the recordings, right? Because uh, you couldn't meet in person or whatever. Yeah. And so we were doing the live recordings every Saturday. Yeah. Um, that video was was popping, right? It was jumping. Yeah, yeah. It was jumping and jiving, right? Yeah. And uh, Pastor had had gone up there after uh, <laughs> our set list, and, and and so he goes up there to talk. Yeah. And then like um, he says something about COVID, and then he pauses it, and he's like, "Okay, now we're gonna play a video here." And I was like, "Hey, quick thing." And he's like, "What?" Can you not say COVID-19? Because all I can think about is Kenneth Copeland. The entire room breaks down and everybody starts doing the COVID-19. I blow the wind of God. And even the pastor starts laughing. He's like, all right. I was like, at least say like the Rona or coronavirus or something. I don't know. Don't say COVID-19. I blow the wind of God. The wind of God. It's creepy. There's some uh, oh the scariest okay, like, eyes that have ever existed, dude. There's some sermons I've listened to Kenneth, and they're actually pretty good. Yeah, you know, uh, um, they're not they're not. That's not one of them. But that's not one of them for <laughs> sure. I'm like, no, I'm I'm good though. I'm good. Thank you though. Thank you. <laughs> I'd rather not though. But yeah, sorry. I just thought about that when you were talking about oh, malaria. The wind of God. Because you're like you you brought COVID nineteen with that rat biting your booty. Bat. But the bat didn't bite my booty. It grazed my leg, which then scared me. And Listen, then I dude, lifted my pants I'm the pants one up. telling the stories now, all right? You know what? You're right. <laughs> go, I'm sorry. Go ahead. The bat this bit my booty, bat people. bit Israel on the butt, and now he's a vampire. I, I am a vampire. <laughs> from, the I waist, have the, from the waist down. <laughs> I have the vampire germ inside of me. Gross, dude. <laughs> And then what Dwight says in the office, I don't know, dude. He says it in the office when Jim's like hiding his, doing the whole garlic thing because that bat's in the office. And then my favorite thing besides that, he goes, he's all like, what does he say? He's like, I've killed a werewolf once. As soon as I shot it, or he's like, when I shot it, I went back to go get it. When I got to it, it turned back into my neighbor's dog. Said Dwight. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jim's walking around the whole time talking about garlic and like holy water and like how the sun's too much for him. So he lives. He's all like, he's like, have the vampiric germ. Yeah. He's like, it's too late for Jim. He has the vampiric germ. <laughs> but I must save the others. 
Uh, that's great. <laughs> Dude, so, the office is super funny. So in other words, because the bat bit me in the booty, mm-hmm. I have the vampiric germ. Correct. And those who come in contact with me have the vampiric germ and Ebola and malaria and COVID-19. Incorrect. Oh. Is that not how logic works? <laughs> in 2020, I guess it might be. <laughs> uh, anyways. Oh my goodness. Look, let's just be realistic about all this. Okay. okay. Go ahead. The bat did not bite me. It grazed my leg as I was peri-dogging, or as I was about to release, technically, from peri-dogging. <laughs> He just freaking sucked all that back up into I your large intestine. Oh, <laughs> I was like, Sasuke, I sucked that poop right back up in my system, boy. It had no shot to come out. I locked, I uh, locked that mother sucker down, boy. Yummy, I bro. sucked it for sucked like it two back more days. For like two more days, and then when we got to the hotel, and I forgot what it is, I for sure dropped it like it's hot. In Dang the words it, of dude. Brother Snoop, it Dog. wasn't in Woga. No, okay, because we'd gone to a wedding somewhere else. Oh, now that hotel was pretty nice. Was it in Dury? Maybe, I don't know. Duty? Enduring, yeah, it was pretty enduring. That's the nope, whole trip. That's not, nope. <laughs> no, no. Enduring? <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> no, dude, but this hotel, when we got to the wedding one, was actually pretty nice. It oh, had, nice. like, an outside patio, like, like if you were, like, visiting Jamaica. But, okay. like, as soon as you looked over the wall, it's all, oh, you're like, oh, snap. <laughs> oh, We're not man. there, though. We're not in Kansas anymore. We're not in Kansas anymore. Okay, so... The start of the whole trip. Yeah. We get to Ouagadougou. Mm-hmm. We get to our hotel room. I'm good. I'm solid, right? I've been like, I was like, I'm all prayed up. God <laughs> is flowing through me, right? Yeah. Everything is perfect. And Amen. as soon as they put me in my hotel, um, because first they were all, all like, we might, yeah, there you go. Because we might, because um, I might have to share a hotel room uh, with Abdel, right? Or no, I might have a, to share a hotel room with David. But then we got it to where I didn't have to share it, and David had his own, and I had my own. As soon as I get into the hotel room, right? Yeah. And then David's like, all right, uh, Ms. Israel, this is, your, um, this is your room. If you need anything, I'll be two rooms down. Let me yeah. know. Call me, whatever. Come knock on the door. I said, all right, cool. As soon as he shuts the door, I sit on my bed, and I start crying. <laughs> I was like, what, what, what am I doing here? What am I doing here? Uh, <laughs> I'm a Brazilian miles away from home, dude. What the heck am I doing here? I'm like, uh, uh, that's so funny, dude. Dude, I bawled all night. At the Hotel Pacific, bro. Dude, I bawled. In Wogadougou. I bawled until Burkina I went to Paso. sleep for sure, dude. And then I crashed out. And then the next morning I woke up and I was like, I'm in Africa for the next two weeks. I'm going to get used to it. So I went to go shower. And then it turned into three, right? <laughs> and then it turned into three. So I went to go shower. And then I, for sure, just went to go have breakfast. Dude, the breakfast at that hotel went hard, for Dude, sure. It did, for I sure. I ate so many croissants and hard-boiled eggs Cro- on that trip. Croissants. 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 Anyways, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then, yeah. And there was this little ice cream parlor down the road that was pretty good, too. Oh, heck yeah, dude. A little ice cream parlor. That ice cream was dope. Yeah. They also tried to make uh, hamburgers and pizza, and they aren't that good. No. I just went for the ice cream. Well, we went for the ice cream the first time, and then on our last night there, we went to eat, eat. Yeah. And uh, it was like, meh. Uh, 
Okay, so you know how like every, not third world, third world country, but like every country has this like, not us, because we don't do that. Because <laughs> we're, we're lame. <laughs> but like in Africa, because I've also seen this in Mexico, like at night, there's these like strips of like food joints, like. Mm. Like outside food joints that you could just they they're like slaughtering. Uh, so yeah. like in Mexico, it's nothing but like tacos and tortas and all yeah. this kind of stuff. Well, there they were like slaughtering lambs and sheep, yeah, and for sure, chickens and just like cooking it up for you right then and there. Well, we went to go try one of those little places. It was really good. Was it really good? That yeah, that's probably what gave you malaria, dude. I don't know, but they seasoned <laughs> it really good. I'd eat it again. I'd eat it right now. Dude, for there's sure. some food that I ate in Africa that I'd eat right now. No questions asked. There's this, uh, like the scrambled eggs we got every morning. Oh my God, they dude, smacked, bro. They knew how to cook for sure. Those ladies knew how to cook. They cooked in lard, hundred percent. It was straight up fat, bro. And <laughs> they had, uh, they had French vanilla. Did they have French vanilla with you? Yeah, for sure. Uh, French I think vanilla? that's because David brought it with us. Maybe, but like we remember. would drink French vanilla, and then the Africans would drink Nido. Yeah, that was they what? drink Nido or tea. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, the tea went hard too, bro. I didn't do that. You didn't have the tea? No. Bro, they brought tea to us at tea time at four like four o'clock one afternoon. It's like a gajillion billion degrees outside. Yeah, it's like fifty. And we're drinking Brazilian. hot tea and it's the best tea I've ever had in my life. Okay, it was so, so then, good, bro. Okay. It took them nine hundred years to brew it, but it was delicious. I was thinking about this the other day. Uh we were in a village or like in a little like plaza kind of place. And uh that tea stuff, uh this dude that's just chilling out there is making his own tea. He has his own little kettle. He has, but what he did is, is he's rolling up his cigarette, puts it in his mouth, lights yeah. his cigarette up, takes one puff, and then uses his cigarette to light his fire, <laughs> and then keeps smoking as he's making his tea. But I'm watching this entire process. Like David is trying to minister, right? Yeah, to and this you're person, watching this dude make tea. And I'm tea? watching this dude make tea, and I'm like, <laughs> like I understand God is going to free you because He's sovereign and He can do whatever He wants. That's right. <laughs> but. This though, this is interesting. I've never seen this before <laughs> in my life. Yeah, because they're like brewing it on the sidewalk. Yeah, dude, like on the sidewalk, <laughs> like they have this little kettle, they have this the uh, pouches, and it looks cool. Yeah, dude, they, they they take forever to do it, but they it's take delicious. forever. But I for sure watched all the entire. Dude, yeah. that's how long David took. Oh, he like I watched the he entire for a thing. Long time. I watched the entire thing happen in front of my eyes, and I was like, and then like he'd look at me, he's like, right, Israel. I was like, oh yeah, God loves no, you. He does. And then I'd go back to bless watching his tea. Name. Bless his name. Back then, I didn't know magistrates on high or else I would have used it. <laughs> I'm but, so glad you didn't have magistrates <laughs> on high back in 2015, dude. <laughs> but, like, dude, it was so cool to watch them make tea. Yeah. There was this other restaurant. I forgot in what town, but it, it was also, like, in a little plaza setting mm. that had a bolognese. Okay. It was really nice. I mean, we had bolognese in, uh, at the Pacific yeah. at the hotel. It was super good. And that's where, um, there in Africa is where I actually tried, uh, what is it, quona? Quona rice? Uh, quinoa. Quinoa That's rice. the first time I ever tried it, too. Yeah, quinoa rice. Yeah. Was the first time I ever tried it there, and it was actually really good. Yeah. And then, like. No, it wasn't quinoa that I, it was couscous that I tried couscous, it for the first time. Couscous, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. It was uh, super good. Um, they also had this, uh, <clears throat> oh, what is it? Um, Abdo used to get it all the time, but he would never finish it. Plantain. Oh yeah, the fried, fried plantain. plantain. Yeah. Heck yeah, dude. Fried I got to share some. Of, I got to share some of his freaking fried plantains too. Yeah, dude. He shared some with me too. He's like, I'm not going to finish it. And then he's like, All right, <laughs> I'll do you the honor. Before after he yelled at you for uh, talking about him and his girlfriend, that <laughs> this is before, was it for you sure. that, that yeah. he yelled at for yeah. suggesting that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Go ahead, man. Do it. You won't right now. <laughs> Who he's now married to? Yeah. <laughs> Look, people. Let's just. Uh, 
call a spade a spade. I'm not the best influencer when it comes to to uh, to anything. So <laughs> <laughs> to any anything's at all. I mean, I can the try. Of the world. And it's up to you to follow, but there's only one way to find out. <laughs> Make your mistakes and learn from Make them. Make your mistake and learn from them, boy. <laughs> and then when you come to Israel and say, hey, why'd you tell me to do that? You'd be like, nobody told you to listen nobody, to me. <laughs> dude, I told you not to listen to me, man. I told you if you wanted to. There was a if disclaimer you, there. If you wanted to. But and then you finished it with, but I don't know. <laughs> but I don't know, yeah. I mean, if you wanted to, but I don't know. So, I don't know. I'm not saying you have to, but if you wanted to. But if you wanted to. But I don't know. Uh, so the other, the other, the other morning. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I had a conference that I was at this weekend. Oh. That I had to wake up early for Friday morning. Uh huh. So disclaimer: <clears throat> I live with my parents. So I also I gotta, live I gotta with throw my this that out there so that this whole story makes sense. Uh. And I understand that it's a cultural faux pas for me to live with my parents still. And it's not still. I had to move back in with my parents a little while back. But anyway. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, so me and my brother both live at the house uh, with mom and dad. and Which is good because we needed all of us on deck on Friday morning. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so the, first of all, I got to tell, I got to tell like four stories to get to the story. Okay. Like, so the way that our house is situated yeah. is the stupidest decision, like the stupidest design that's ever existed. Yeah. Cause there's not just a bathroom that you can go to. You have to walk through a bedroom to get to a bathroom in yeah. general in our house. There's two <laughs> bathrooms, but like one of them is situated in between two bedrooms and one of them is in the other bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, there's not just a bathroom to go to. Yeah. So in the middle of the night, like I sleep in the room, mom sleeps in the chair because she can't sleep like laying down for yeah. the entire night because it hurts her hips and stuff yeah anyway so she comes through uh i'm having these crazy dreams yeah uh about me being in chinese captivity hey <laughs> let's go and i'm like freaking the crap out yeah in this dream and then all of a sudden it's 3 a.m and my mom like has to catch herself on the bed to catch her balance or she just bumped the bed or something and like it, sh- it startled me awake and i was like what the crap <laughs> and i almost yelled at her <laughs> i was like you don't do that to somebody who's in Chinese captivity. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, I'm freaking out because I'm, like, having a fight. President Ping or whatever his name is over there. Yeah. Uh, Wait, Ping from Ping or whatever. Bro? Yeah, for sure. Po okay. Ping, dude. Yeah. From uh, <laughs> Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, so uh, that's at 3 a.m. Yeah. And then... I fall back asleep. Then at four o'clock, Coco is barking in the backyard. Hey, Coco. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I, I was going to wake up in an hour anyway. I was going to wake up at five o'clock. Yeah. Because I had to be to Canyon at 730. Yeah. And I got to do that Walmart deal before that. Yeah. So I was like, I got up at five so I can go to the store at six and be in Canyon by 730. <clears throat> well... Four o'clock, Coco's barking at something in the backyard. And I'm mm. like, this happens all the time. Yeah. Like, usually it's a frog or a snake or something of that nature. Yeah. And so I'm like, like, I get up, I put my shoes on. I'm like, you stupid freaking dog. It's too early in the morning for you to be barking. Get to the back door, open the back door, and like immediately smell. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, please, please don't be real. 
<laughs> Please don't be what's in our backyard right now. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> so I come around. I come around the backyard. And they're like on the far side of the house on the north side. Yeah. And uh, they're still barking, freaking out. Like Dexter's like, oh, somebody's out here. This is great. Coco's still over there like defending her territory. Yeah. And then I turn the corner and it's a skunk. Yeah. It's a baby skunk, but it's a skunk. Yeah. And so I'm like, why? Why today? Why today of all days does this have to happen? <laughs> so I'm like, now I got to figure out what the crap I'm supposed to do. So I'm like standing there. I stand there for like five minutes. Like, yeah. what, 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 what is the, what's the goal here? Like, what's the course of action? Yeah. I guess I was like, the first course of action is get Coco to leave this thing alone. Yeah. Because otherwise she's getting sprayed again. Like, cause she did get sprayed. Okay. Uh, so she just kept chugging along. Well, so she's like over there growling at it. And then the skunk is like, like jumping towards her and hissing. Yeah. And like trying to do a show of force. And it's like, dude, you're a little baby small guy. You're not going to scare this thing. Like, <laughs> it's a pit bull. It's going to murder your whole life if it really wanted to. <clears throat> and so, uh, anyway, I get Dexter inside. I put him in the craft room that we have at the house. Yeah. And then I'm like, all right, I got to get Coco. And then Coco doesn't want to come because she's defending her territory. Like, that's her backyard. Yeah. She, she'll fight Dexter about it because she was there first. Yeah. So it belongs to her. Anyway, we, I open the door and like, she comes around finally and sees the doors open. She's like, oh, I'm going to go inside too. And she just runs in, <laughs> jumps on the couch, jumps on the chair. And like, mom finally wrangles her into the, the craft room. And she's like, what's going on? I was like, skunk in the yard. She's like, oh no, should I get Jason? I was like. Sure, get Jason. He'll have just as much of an idea of what to do as I have. <laughs> so we're standing there and we're like, all right, let's formulate a plan here. What yeah. are we going to do? It's like, well, we could open the front gate and like scare it out through the porch, which is probably not the best idea, but it was the closest idea. Yeah. So it's like, all right, go out there and get the nozzle to the sprayer, put it on the the hose and we'll spray it and like scare it out of the thing. I was yeah. like, money, we're going to do this. It's going to be yeah. great. <laughs> Super quick fix. It's only four 30. We'll all be done. And then I'll be ready. Like take a shower five. No problems. Well then, uh, the nozzle doesn't spray far enough because <laughs> there's a, like a 1993 GMC Jimmy parked on the, this slab back there yeah. that it just decided to hide right under the front tire. Oh, good. And so we couldn't spray it. So it's just hiding in there. And then all these cats that, that hang out on our porch are just like wandering in and out of the backyard. And I'm yeah. like, Get, dude, if you're not coming back here to kill a skunk, then you serve no purpose for my life right now. Get out of here, dude. <laughs> so Jason's like, call Farmer County Sheriff. I was like, all right. So I call them. They're like, where are you at? Freona. She's like, well, you should call the Freona PD. I was like, yeah, I probably should have done that to begin with. So I call Freona PD and they're like, oh, you got a skunk. Dang it. That sucks. So they send somebody over. He shows up like 10 minutes later. He was actually a pretty quick, yeah. like, um, arrival time, whatever. Like time that I called him at the time that he showed up was like maybe 10 minutes. So oh, he wow. got over there pretty quick. And so we decide that we're going to come from the front, like from the front gate. Cause the hose out front is longer than the one in the backyard. Yeah. And so. 
we we vacate the premises and the skunk comes out on its own and goes along the fence line and so then we start spraying it with water and then like scaring it around the fence line and we're like oh sweet great it's gonna leave and leaves out our back fence and goes next door and goes right in the other fence oh good (laughs) it's like you idiot get out of here dude (laughs) so the uh this may not be my home yeah this one this one is gonna be my home now (laughs) it's like dude you idiot so we opened a can of cat food and put it in the cage it's basically just cat trap yeah and uh and it almost went in there we almost had it it was i was it was like two-thirds of the way in the trap yeah and then the guy that came to trap it walked up too fast scared it it turned around and came out and so uh I was like, it's five o'clock. I've got to go take a shower because my day just started. <laughs> I was like, I woke up an hour earlier than I was. I was up from 4 a.m. until like 1045 that night. I was at that conference for 14 and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> I was so tired, dude. And then the next day I got up at six and it hey, was way better. And the Lord but I was, was still there for 14 more hours. 14 more hours, boy. Um, That's um, his name. And um, all his boy. magistrates. And all his magistrates on high, seated yeah. in heavenly realms. I got, I got home on Friday night, and Jason was like, we have another skunk problem tonight. I'm shooting it. With <laughs> <laughs> my 45, I was like, well. Was he? He was like, I'll just say that I thought it was rabid. So, uh. I mean, he, I guess I can get a citation for shooting a firearm in city limits or whatever, but. <laughs> there you go. Was, like. Can I stare down the barrel of his forty-five? No, nope, you can't. Mm-mm, no, swimming through the ashes of another life. No, or? probably not though. No real reason nope. to accept the way <laughs> things have changed. Stand down the barrel of a forty-five. <laughs> that was a song 40, uh, forty-five by Shine Down. By Shine Down for, for all those know. who are uninformed. Uninformed, dude. You uncultured swines. How? Okay. Two things I want to bring up with that. Go. First one is I would have loved to been there because I love it when. You get pissed off. You didn't. You wouldn't have seen it. You wouldn't have seen no, it. No, because uh, I was okay initially. Like right from the jump of these freaking dogs. Yeah, I was pretty perturbed. But once I opened the door, it was like, oh no, it's not. I'm not pissed anymore. Now I'm just like, oh, how do we, how do we deal with this and not get sprayed? Okay. So I went from pissed to like cautious. Okay. <laughs> pretty quickly. <laughs> okay. So that answers okay. that. I wouldn't have been happy. I just would have stayed in bed. (laughs) (laughs) Two, how how much does it suck being a light sleeper? Oh, my God, dude. It's the worst. It's the worst. Yeah. It's the worst of all time. (laughs) And sometimes I'm not a super light sleeper, but, like, I was so nervous about not waking up on time the next day that I didn't sleep at all. Okay. Like Friday night, I just didn't sleep. Or Thursday night into Friday morning, I didn't sleep well at all anyway. And then I'm having dreams that I'm in Chinese like <laughs> concentration camps and stuff. And my mom's like my tormentor and whatnot. And then... <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, Listen here, gosh Kevin. dang it, dude. <laughs> but no, nah, it was fine. Like... I feel bad for people that are light sleepers Dude. because it must like be the wor- like the slightest movement might wake you up. And that is like the worst thought in the world to think. Uh, I love being the heavy sleeper that I am. 
Yeah. Like, dude, I can sleep. Yeah. Great. Yeah, you sleep super hard. Yeah. Well, and it's not that I like. I'm not that light of a sleeper once I fall asleep. Yeah. But if I'm trying to fall, like if it's, if I haven't quite fallen asleep yet, it's really easy to pull me out. Yeah. But like once I'm asleep, I can sleep pretty hard. Yeah. Um, unless like, like I said, unless I've got like a super early morning the next day or something like that, or I'm anticipating something for the next day yeah. then it's like, there's no way I'm going to hit my, uh, my rim cycle for sure. Yeah. Dude, once I like, uh, I'm like for me, once I'm out, I'm out. Yeah. There's no waking me up unless I do it by myself or my yeah. 53 alarms do it. Well, there's that one. You remember that one time that you and Kate came and stole my keys from me to go move my car so that y'all could like drive that. So y'all could get his truck out of my parking lot or my driveway that one time. You remember oh, yeah. that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I, was, I slept through that whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> and that, the keys were on the table right beside my face. <laughs> Dude. Oh, my gosh. Like, so I bought this, um, I bought that memory foam mattress, like, mm. at the beginning of all this Rona stuff. Yeah. And, like, I've had it since then. Mm-hmm. And not saying this bed is so comfortable, <laughs> comfortable, comfortable, <laughs> but there's still moments like I'll wake up at like two in the morning. I'll wake up at like three. I'll wake up at five or six or something like it's just like, yeah, but like for the most part, like uh, people say once you hear the snoring, it's done. Yeah. Like don't even try. Don't even, don't even attempt it. Don't even attempt it. Like the other day for, okay. The so the Lord won't allow it. So what is it? Thursday, Thursday. Um, Thursday and Friday night, uh, or well, Thursday and Friday evening. Yeah. Um, I was babysitting, uh, um, Kylie's dog. Okay. Um, they were out of town and they asked me if I could babysit the dog. And I was like, yeah, I got y'all. Um, he stayed with us Thursday night and, uh, was pretty good with it. Right. Friday night. Um, he was with me from when I picked him up till about 10 o'clock, I went to go drop him off. Yeah. Apparently, Alex didn't know that I had gone to go drop him off, right? Okay. So, I crash out about 1, like, or I um, crash out about 12, 1230. Yeah. Dea is still coming over to the house to spend the night, so we, in the morning we can head to Hereford. We can head to Hereford. Yeah. <clears throat> well, apparently him and Dea, or, yeah, they both hear me snore, and then they're like, that poor dog, like, how can he sleep with this real snoring? <laughs> and they peeked in there, and they're like, oh, no, the dog's not even there. Yeah. Like, he's gone. Like, already, like he already took him back. He ran away. He was yeah. like, I'm out of here, dude. This guy's way too loud. <laughs> no, dude, this guy does not. No. This guy does not let me sleep. But Alex was, like, concerned that my snoring was going to wake up the poor dog or not let wow, him sleep. Because there's sometimes Alex and Dea, whenever they both, like, like that whole thing we were doing, the live. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, Dea was our sound guy, so oh, okay. he'd come and spend the night um every Friday night. Yeah, and oh my gosh, it never failed. Like Dea was like, "Dude, you're the loudest snorer in the world." Oh, thanks. I try real hard with all I my life. I try as hard as I possibly can. Yeah. I mean, with all my life, I try. Dude. But I mean, what can you do? So my parents are both the loudest snorers that have ever existed in the history of the world. Okay, I like where uh, this is going. When my sister was graduating college, I think this was the last time that I spent the night in a hotel room with my parents because I was like, I'm never doing it again. Like, 
they fell asleep at 10 o'clock. Yeah. Snored the entire night. And I can't, like, if there's, if there's ambient sounds going, like a, a fan or a low hum or, like, rain sounds or something, yeah. like, that's a continual noise that's not going to have a break, a dip, or a change or something like that, or it's rhythmic or something like that. Yeah. Fall asleep to that, no problem, no questions asked. But if it's, like, dueling chainsaws going back and forth at each other... <laughs> All night long, dude. <laughs> dude, I I literally didn't sleep one second the entire night. God dang. Because mom and dad were just like seeing who could snore louder at the other <laughs> one. I was like. They were like, this ought to show up. I was like, I'm sleeping the entire drive home tomorrow because this was a disaster. <laughs> it was terrible, dude. I'm pretty sure 2002 is the last time that I ever stayed in a hotel room with my parents. Because I was like, I can't do it. I can't. And I'm sure that I snore sometimes. Yeah. Like, I, I, I snore all the time. I don't know. I'm asleep. Yep. But Naturally. I do know that my parents snore louder than anybody that's ever lived. Hey. It's ridiculous. Hey. So. Dude. It's wild. If sleeping was, uh, like, a paid job they let you have, I'd do it all the time. Bro. <laughs> they do sleep studies sometimes that they'll pay you for. Dude, this morning, I had the thought. If I could sleep for 24 hours, I'd do it right now. Dude. If the Lord allowed that, I would do it right now. Uh, I don't always wish that I had a superpower, but the one that I've always wished that I had would be the most selfish superpower of all time. And it would only be used for one. Like, I've I've always said that I would only use it for one thing, but I probably would use it for more. But the main thing I would would use this thing for is getting extra sleep. Because hey. the, the, the superpower I want is to pause time. So I'd, I'd be like, I'm going to set my alarm, and then when my alarm goes off, I'm just going to pause time for six or seven hours. I'm just going to sleep the rest of the time that I need to sleep, then I'll Might be awake, well do it. Yeah. and then I'll go to work, Yep. and I'll get there at exactly the right time. I'll leave when I'm supposed to be there, and I'll get there when I'm supposed to get there, because I pause time to get there on time. Let's go, dude. But If there was one thing, um, um so like that uh, movie just Click. Just so I could sleep, bro. Yeah. No, but like that movie Click with Adam Sandler. Yeah, right? for sure. Um. So like once he fast forward through something, yeah, fast it always did it. it yeah, I was fast forward through work every single time, dude. <laughs> like I would go and like sleep. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, so I would live, uh, live my life in the evenings like I always do, but I would fast forward, like, like as soon as I got to work, like I would keep my drive to work, like I'd still like live through that. Yeah. But in the sense of like getting to work, as soon as I got to the parking lot, I fast forward through it. Yeah, five for sure, and then I'd be back in my car like, oh, what the heck? Oh. I have to go home, not knowing what it. And if it repeated that every day for the rest of my life, I'd yeah. be okay with it. There you go. I'd be okay with it. You just make money, never doing anything. Just make good. money and not really doing anything. Just and that's why life. you get fired is because you didn't do anything. <laughs> God, <laughs> this, here we are again, this, brother. <laughs> this podcast is so cyclical right now, bro. Back to the start of doing nothing. There you go. Yeah. Bless his name. And all his magistrates on high. All 97 of his magistrates. If there were 97 of them, they'd all be seated in heavenly realms of glory. <laughs> uh, well. Oh, we are idiots. I mean, I didn't want to say it, but I'm glad you did. Idiotas. Idiotas. Yeah, that's right. I'm glad you said it because I didn't want to. So... uh. I want to talk about this a little bit tonight, kind of touching on some of the stuff we talked about last week on the pod, but that scripture from Isaiah 51 yeah, about the, the sorrow and sighing fleeing. Yeah. Uh, 
So I, te- I texted you on Saturday night and you got mad at me <laughs> because I didn't invite you. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I told you that, uh, and there's some of you that are listening that may not uh, agree that this is even a possible thing, but that's that's fine. It's okay. Agree to disagree because it's my experience. And, oh, God, uh, it's not I yours. How about it. that? So, what? No, because you're like, this is my this is my experience. And I was like, yeah, and it's not yours. How about oh, that? Oh, okay. <laughs> I just didn't hear what you said. When you said boom, I didn't hear what you said after that. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, man, no, boom. Uh, so, I've been in settings before. Like, my first semester of Crash for the Nations, we did a 40 days of prayer and fasting. Yep. And the last 12 nights, I don't remember the exact schedule. It might have been 10 nights. The last 10 or 12 nights of the event, they did a corporate gathering every night. And on the, uh, sorry, I was a big yawn. On the last night of the entire thing, they did uh, a big worship deal, and it was Rick Pino. Hey, Ricky P. Ricky P. And me, uh, the girl I was dating at the time, and one of her really good friends sat in the balcony of the IB. Did you see the Lord? Uh, I guess so, kind of. Sure. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm not going to go through this right now. You're telling a story. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, we're not going to go through the whole song. Uh, So, uh, crazy thing is, at the beginning of the ceremony, ceremony? The beginning of the service. (laughs) Dude, I'm so tired right now. Uh, The beginning of the service, like we're sitting there and I'm like, like, you know what anointing oil smells like? Like the frankincense that it's scented with or whatever? Yeah. So I'm sitting there and I'm smelling that like crazy. I'm like, what's going on, dude? Like I figured they had people anointing the room or whatever because that's what charismatics do. Yeah. But I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) that's what we do, man. So I'm like smelling and smelling and smelling and whatever. I'm like, dang, I can smell that super hard. Yeah. And I smell, it's, my hands just smell like they're drenched in it. Really? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, did I touch something? And like, dude, I'm like smelling the rail in front of me and like (laughs) smelling the chairs and stuff. Like, did somebody give me anointing oil that I don't know about? What's going on here? So I got this anointing oil smell on my hands. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm like, all right, cool. That's crazy. Awesome. I don't know what to do with that. I was only 18. I'd never, like I had just like walked into charismatic faith like two years before this yeah. and then i was on a, a campus that year like um and so then we're having this like crazy worship night and the spirit of laughter breaks out in the room hey. um <laughs> sorry go ahead <laughs> what gosh dang it <laughs> don't make it so obvious <laughs> I'm listening to your story. <laughs> I'm listening to your story. Oh Dude, I looked over and Israel's scratching his lip at the microphone, just going around in <laughs> Dude, you know how people fit you with like papers or that's what that's yeah. me. That's what I'm doing. I don't have paper in front of me because it'll make noises. So I'm oh, moving oh my, my lips dude, around the uh, microphone, dude. That's all I'm doing, bro. Anyway, so the spirit of <laughs> stop. Stop it. Okay, fine. I'll stop. All right. So, because uh, then you won't finish your story. No, I won't. So, the, <laughs> okay, uh, so the spirit of laughter breaks out in the room. I know that it's something that that charismatic people have talked about happening in like events that they've been a part of or whatever. But I've never experienced it before. And that night, I didn't experience it either. And I was like, 
okay, cool. But I was laughing along, acting like I was part of the movement. Yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't want to be left out or whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, whatever. The spirit of laughter's here, I guess. But I don't know what's, I don't feel it. Yeah. Um, but my girlfriend and her friend were like dying. Yeah. Just could not stop laughing barely could stand up and like if i ever touched them they would freak the crap out like just ah like started the whole process over again of them laughing and not being able to walk or whatever yeah so i'm like all right cool that's that's a cool experience or whatever but i've i mean i didn't experience it it didn't hit me and i think that's because there was still some skepticism in my like in my mind about it or whatever yeah and uh so saturday night we were at that it's the last session of the the Gathering of the Eagles event. Yeah. Um, and we did I Am Free to start the worship set. And then we did Raises ha- Raise a Hallelujah. Raises a Hallelujah. Raises the Lujas. Raisins a Hallelujah, boy. Uh, which we've done at during two of the other sessions. And we did it fr- uh, Saturday morning. And like the audience, like they were louder than we were singing the song. It was so cool. But anyway, so Saturday night, we sing it again. We finish it. We hit that last note. And like, uh, all of a sudden, I'm like, <laughs> like, just like, this was awesome. Like, just laughing because the whole crowd's like going crazy or whatever. And then yeah. all of a sudden, I'm like, I can't stop. I can't stop laughing. And it's not that I can't. It's not just a chuckle or something like that. It's like a full blown, like the whole, the full blown, annoying, high pitched squeal laugh yeah. that people all like run into. Like, <laughs> Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? <laughs> it's like me and this dude, Matt Dietz, uh, on the front row. And like me and him are like looking at each other, just like dying. Oh, you can't, we can't stop laughing. We can't yeah. stop. Just can't. It's like four or five of us at first that just couldn't stop laughing. Well, Bill Johnson comes up and he like wants us to go back through the chorus of the song. So we go back through to the chorus of the song again. And like, we end real big one more time. And like, there's kind of a a subsiding of that, that laughter spirit. Well, then we started on the next song and, uh, um, for you, it's for you and you alone by, um, upper room. Have you heard it? No, sir. Anyway, it's like the, uh, it's like, I choose this day to be faithful, thankful Lord. Um, I don't remember the other words, but, uh, like for always being good. I thank you for your mercies that endure. We thank you. I'm telling you, thank you. It's like, it's just a big, a big thankfulness song. Yeah. Well, Christian is trying to lead it. And he's like, I choose this day <laughs> to be thankful, Lord. <laughs> and like, he's giggling yeah. and then we're all giggling. And then all of a sudden it comes back around and hits us all again. And I'm like, dude, this is the coolest experience <laughs> of my entire life. <laughs> and I'm like, I've never experienced it before. But uh, I brought up that scripture again because, um, you know, last week on the pod, we focused so hard on the whole sorrow and sighing will flee from us. But the verse right before that talks about they like those who have been ransomed from Zion will be brought back with singing and shouts of joy. And then sighing and sorrow will flee. Let's go. And I was like, I read that on uh, uh, yesterday morning. I was reading it again and I was like, Oh my gosh, dude. Yeah. Like it was like, God was setting me up all week for what was going to happen Saturday night. Like specifically for me, he was bringing me scriptures about like, not only the sorrow and sighing see, uh, fleeing, but that's where I focused in on because that's where I was yeah. when I first saw it. But not only that, like, I was thinking about it yesterday. I was like, 
Dude, all those like all of those Hillsong songs that I mentioned, like those super fast early 2000s Hillsong songs that some of them are super cheesy. Some of them are super ridiculous and like, you know, um, may not have a whole lot of theological meat on the bone or whatever, but they just, they bring joy when you play them. It's just really, really fun. And some of those songs like best friend and, um, uh, uh, king of majesty and stuff like that. Those are some of the first songs I ever learned uh, when I came, when I started going to Trinity, yeah, it was like my introduction to the charismatic movement. My introduction to this lifestyle was through those songs. Yeah. And so it was like, I understood worship as you go, you stand, you sing out of a hymnal. There's a piano and an organ. There's a song leader. You sing the first, the second, and the fourth stanzas. You never sing the third stanza in a song if you're in the Baptist church. And then, uh, you sit down and you go home. Like, that's what I understood worship to be. Yeah. And then when I was 15, I, I entered into this new realm and it brought exceeding joy to my life. Yeah. And so God, it was like, God was taking me back and he was like, read this scripture and focus in on it. And I looked at it and I was like, okay, cool. Science are all going to cease. That's going to be great. But then I'm like listening to all these old songs and like just dancing in a parking lot, sweeping trash. (laughs) (laughs) And then it leads into Saturday night, which was like, boom, the whole fullness of the, of the joy of the Lord is hitting all of us in this room. And we're just laughing uncontrollably. Can't stop. Yeah. And, and like, um, I know, I I think I talked to you about this, but like the word that I got at the beginning of the year for 2020 was, it's going to be a year full of joy. Yeah. And like looking backwards, I'm like, that was a stupid word. (laughs) (laughs) Are you kidding me? Yeah. There's nothing been joyful about 2020. Everybody's mad. Everybody's upset. Everybody's depressed. Everybody's like, yeah. I mean, with all the the unrest and the political unrest and the turmoil and the strife and the struggle and everything that's going on with COVID and with the George Floyd thing and with, you know, the protests and and, then rioting and looting and, and nobody being able to be civil with each other. It's like, and 2020 is supposed to be the year of joy. And God's like, yeah, it is. And the church has to lead the way. Cause if the church doesn't lead the way, then, then we're going to lose everything. Yeah. And it's like, um, I was talking to the guys in pastor group this morning. who was like, the world is looking at us and seeing how we're handling this pandemic. Yeah. And most of us are not handling it exceptionally well. Yeah. In the eyes of the world. Um, which I honestly, I don't care if you wear a mask or not. I don't care. Like I'm not here to stand on a soapbox and tell you whether you should wear a mask or not. I think you should be more civil if you decide you don't want to wear one and you should be more civil if you're asking someone to wear one. But anyway, the real root of the issue is there's fear everywhere. Yeah. And the antidote to fear is joy. Yeah. It's like, the joy of the Lord is our strength and in his presence is the fullness of joy. Um, uh, we're, we're supposed to have righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy ghost. Like all of these different things point us towards joy. And if we're not joyful, then how is the world ever going to make it? Yeah. Like we've been talking about this next great, great awakening coming and it can't come if we're angry, fearful, depressed, frustrated, mad, um, yelling at people, being Karens at the supermarket or whatever, because <laughs> you know what, for whatever reason and standing, um, standing for our freedoms and our, for our rights and all this stuff, which are great because we live in America, we have those freedoms and those rights, but the kingdom of heaven supersedes those rights and those freedoms. Yeah. 
And most of us, and I include myself in some of it, like we're so afraid of what's coming or what's here or um, being misrepresented or whatever it is that we've allowed other people's fear to dictate how we respond to it. And we just, we're, we're horrible to people. Yeah. And so we, we've been talking about mental health and, and depression and anxiety and all this stuff for the last few years in the world. And the church has talked about it a little bit, but we don't focus in on it enough. I don't think because we don't know how to handle it. Yeah. And, and I think that people in the church, um, people who are Christians, who are saved, who, who claim Jesus Christ as Lord and claim to have a relationship with the, with the, with the father and the Holy spirit are just as depressed, just as anxious, just as frustrated, just as, you know, um, all of the things as the world is. And we have no idea to combat, no idea how to combat it. So we can't, there's no way in hell we can show them how to combat it. Yeah. And so I just feel like, um, this year is the year for the church to finally figure out how to like practice the presence of God so that we can have joy so that we can then dispense joy. Yeah. You know, because there's like, Nobody has any answers right now. No, Nobody no, has no. an idea what's going on or how things are going to play out or what the next six months are going to happen. No. Like we don't really know what's going to go on. And we're almost, I mean, we're four months away from the end of 2020 already. Yeah. Like we're in August and, and nobody knows how it's going to play out. But I think that we can end the year, like focusing in on the presence of God, like actually practicing his presence and hosting his presence on our, on our own, not needing to be in a corporate setting to, to be able to feel God or whatever. Um, because if we'll practice his presence on our own, then we can be filled with joy and then we can dispense joy to the people around us by them seeing us walk through this pandemic and walk through the racial unrest and walk through all of the stuff that's going on in the, in the, in the country right now. And they're like, how are you doing this without freaking out? It's like, well, I'm glad you asked got the spirit of God living inside of me yeah. and he wants to live inside of you too. Yes, sir. And so, um, anyway, I just, that I, I thought that that was such a cool testimony of what God did. This is like, Hey, I want you to start looking at something on Tuesday because you've got a big deal coming Saturday and I've got to prepare you for it because if you don't have some inkling of it, of an idea of, of what I'm trying to do, then you're never going to catch it. Yeah. And it's like, I've wanted to experience this for a long time. I mean, that was what, 15 years ago, yeah. <laughs> my first year at CFNI, like we're, we're walking in, like I would have been starting, um, my first semester at CFNI, like in a week from now, 15 years ago. And so it's taken me 15 years to finally experience the thing that I wanted to experience in November of 20, uh, 2015 or 2005. I finally hit it Saturday night and I'm like, what in the world, dude? Yeah. I want that all the time. But then I hit today and everything was going wrong all afternoon. Dude. <laughs> I was like, what in the world, Jesus? I'm supposed to have joy. And he's like, yeah, I know, but the enemy doesn't want you to. So he's for sure trying to get on your last nerves right now. And I'm like, well, he's winning because this is stupid. <laughs> but anyway, he for sure took that dub. Yeah. So joy is available. Yeah. Um, the spirit of God is not like, it's not an it, it's not a the, it's not a, you know, 
we we've treated it like the third person of the Trinity. That's like the creepy uncle who we don't want to invite to the barbecue because we, <laughs> don't, we don't know how he's going to handle stuff when he gets here or whatever. Yeah, it's like no, he is part of the God. Like he is God. Yeah, the Holy Spirit is God. Yeah, he was the first one mentioned in. Uh, well, it wasn't the first because it says God created the in the beginning. God created the heavens and the earth, and the Spirit of the Lord hovered over the waters. Like He was the first one on the planet was the Spirit of God. It did, it did and so cool to see. We've we've relegated him to like God Junior, and don't want him to have a part to play in our lives. Um, and I say we as a general rule. Like I don't think that you and I are that way, but a lot of churches are that way. I mean, the best way to illustrate it is I think John Brevere said it one time listening to him and he's all like look let's be realistic here god and jesus treat the holy spirit with more respect than what we do yeah <laughs> and he goes he's all like um because even in the bible is like you can speak whatever you want about the father you can speak against the son but don't you Cannot blaspheme, blaspheme the, the, spirit. the holy spirit yeah. yeah don't talk about the holy spirit <laughs> and then one of his examples was um uh, one of his examples was um if jesus was here today and we needed something from him. We'd have to, um, depending on what you know, um, um, side of the, of the financial scale you were on, whether upper class, lower class, middle class, you'd have to get a plane ticket just to drive all. I mean, just to fly drive to, to fly, fly to Israel to just to fly to Israel, <laughs> wait in a long line of probably, um, like a lot of Israelites waiting just to get in there to talk to him. And to get a miracle performed for them. Yeah. And then you'd have to sit there and wait. And let's say he's only doing just a little bit. And so he can't get to you to that day. So you got to stay another night in Israel. Yeah. And then go try to get as early as you can back in the line just for him to perform a miracle of like, oh, like I have a headache. <laughs> or like, hey, uh, I'm whatchamacallit. I have this uh, sore throat. Yeah. Or like allergies or whatever. Mm-hmm. When he had sent the advocate. Yeah. That's everywhere, all the time, no matter what, right? Living in us. Living inside of us, living through us, all that, right? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's true. I mean, like, the Holy Spirit is for us, and we treat him like a second-class citizen. Yeah, for sure. And and that's just that's just not the case. That's not that's not what he's about. And I'm not saying that, that it, look, if it wasn't for Jesus— None of us would be here. Oh, for sure. The Holy Spirit wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be here. None of it. But at the same time, I hate to break it to you, but Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father. Yeah. He's not here. No. I just want you to know that. I don't know if you know that or not. (laughs) This may kind of break your... uh, Theological grid or whatever. Yeah, theological mindset grid, whatever. But Jesus isn't here. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is. Yeah. Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father preparing our houses for us in heaven. Mm -hmm. So... Hate to break it to you, but the Holy Spirit is the most important person right now. Yeah. He's the one that's walking with us, talking with us. Yep. And the Holy Spirit is just a fancy way of saying the Spirit of God. Spirit of God. The ones who made... Spirit of the living God, man. The Spirit of God, the one who who put the heavens and the earth together. Yeah. Built this place for you and for me is living inside of us right now. Yeah. Has, Has made his home in our heart. And we treat him like a second-class citizen. Like we treat him, we treat him like the side instead of the main. Treat him like what? <laughs> I said we treat him like the side and oh, instead, instead of the of main. The main. <laughs> I mean, let's be realistic here. And so, 
if you shift your mindset and if you shift your focus, yeah, things will change. Yeah. In that mindset of like, hey, like the Holy Spirit, like, I need you. Yeah, for sure. I need you to intervene. I need you to do what you do. I need you to, to, to do all these things for me. But, I mean, the Holy Spirit is here right now to help you, to walk you through life, to heal you. Yeah. Right? Uh, the Bible says... Uh, the Bible says in Zephaniah that he sings over you. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, man. And there's another passage in scripture that talks about how, how, uh, um, that the Holy, uh, um, that the spirit of God prays for us. Mm-hmm. Groanings. Makes intercession for us. Yeah. It's, it's so, in Romans eight. So as we're talking, like as we're praying for our life, the Holy spirit is praying to God too for our life. Yeah. And it's just like, what the heck? Like, that's insane. That the Godhead loves you so much that all three of them wanting you to, to thrive. Yeah, for sure. And then the Holy Spirit is the one right now inside of you. Not only is he still performing the miracle through you, but he's still willing enough to pray for you and to intercess and like to intercede for you. Yeah. Um, Stephen Furtick, I guess it was a few days ago he wrote this, but it says God's presence, God's presence doesn't mean you will never weep. It means you will never weep alone. Um, let's go. And I saw, I thought that was like such a, a great statement because a lot of us forget that he's always with us. Yeah. Like a lot of us forget that the spirit of God literally resides inside of our body. Romans eight 11 says that the same power that raised Christ from the dead lives inside of us and will quicken our mortal body. So that means that he's made his home in us. uh, Paul says that, that our body's the temple of the Holy spirit. Yeah. Like he's taken up residency inside of us. Yeah. And so, you know, there, there are things and, and testings and trials and, and struggles and frustrations and brokenness that's going to happen in the world and in our lives. And, and we will weep. Yeah. Like there's going to be times of loss and there's going to be times of brokenness. There's going to be times where you have the, the most broken heart you've ever had in your entire life. But he's with you. Yeah. Like you may be weeping, but you're not weeping alone. Yeah. Even if you, if, even if you're weeping by yourself, you're not weeping alone. Yeah. You have an advocate with you. You have the comfort of the, the spirit of comfort, the spirit of truth living in you. And, and if you're not a Christian, then you need to accept Jesus and, and make him your savior. And then you'll have the Holy spirit living inside of you For sure. and you'll have somebody with you when you're weeping. Yeah. You have somebody with you when you're rejoicing. Yeah. You have somebody with you at all times. Yeah. Um, and I think that we've become so cavalier with how we uh, engage the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, because it's it's like out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. Yeah. But it's like, he's always there, dude. He is literally always there. Yeah. There's nothing you can do that you're not taking the Holy Spirit with you. Like, you're going to go look at porn, Holy Spirit's with you. <laughs> you're going to go sleep around on, on, on your girlfriend or your wife or whatever. Holy spirit's with you. Yeah. You're going to go steal that money from the register at the bank. The, the, the Holy spirit's with you. You're going to go do this, that, and the other Holy spirit's with you. Yeah. He's in you. Yeah. And so you're taking him into that with you. Yeah. And, uh, he doesn't just like rescind his, his residency while you're doing that. Like Paul talks about like in, in first Corinthians, I think he, he talks about, how the Holy spirit lives inside of us. And then are you going to now join the spirit of God with a prostitute? Cause that's what they were doing. Yeah. They were, they were sleeping with people in, in the temple. They, they were doing crazy stuff in first Corinthians oh, yeah. and, and the church in Corinth was wild, but <laughs> it's like, 
we, we forget and we don't understand because he's not always a parent. Yeah. Like when we're, when we're walking through that stuff, sometimes it's hard to understand. And sometimes it's hard to realize that he's literally there all the time. And there's nothing we can do to get rid of him. There's nothing we can do to get away from him. He's always, always, always there. Yeah. And so, uh, just understand, like if you're struggling, like I was last week, like I'm still, I'm still walking through it. I haven't made it to the other side yet, but I definitely am way farther, like eons farther than I was last week. Yeah. Um, and, uh, just understand that the spirit wants to fill you with his joy. He wants yep. to fill you with his presence. He wants to fill you with his power. Oh, yeah. He wants to fill you with his goodness and his holiness and his, all of the things that are, that are promised to us. Um, we just have to be aware that he's with us. Yeah. Like, and we forget all the time, man. Yeah. Like I personally forget all the time that Holy Spirit is always with me. And, uh, it's a shame because I have no idea how much farther along in my life I'd be if I was always constantly reminded and aware that God is living in me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's with me wherever I go. Yeah. So just be encouraged y'all. He is with you wherever you go, wherever you go. You can walk through anything in this life. As long as you keep your mind and your thoughts and your heart focused on him and who he is and how good he is and what he has for you. And, uh, I love how Romans 8, I think it's 821 says that he who did not spare his own son, how will he not also give us all things? Yeah. Like he, he's so good. His heart is to give and he wants to fill you with joy. He wants to fill you with life. He wants to fill you with peace and, and comfort and, and all these things that you need. Um, you just got to press into him. Yeah. So. I think we might want to end it there. Yeah. <laughs> Both of our lazy eyes are getting lazier by the Dude, second. Mine is in like full effect for sure. Uh, the spirit of God is all in my lazy eyes. All eye right up now. in your lazy eyes. Uh, thanks, guys, for listening in. Yes. Uh, for thank joining you. in with us. Thank uh, you. We appreciate um, your feedback. We appreciate you um, going on this journey with us and, and yeah. just being a part of our lives. And, uh, like always, you can reach us at smittyandizzy at gmail.com. Yep. You can reach out to us through the Facebooks and through the Instagrams and all that. Just and find the, us. And the Twitter verses. And the Twitter verses if you're there. Yep. Um, but you guys are awesome. You look fantastic. You smell nice. And uh, you're, you're just great people. You're great people. You're great people. Yep. And as always, God made you special. And he loves you very much. Bye-bye. Bye.